Welcome to the cocoon, where the 99% transform into 100%. I'm your host, Michael Baker, and you're listening to the Open Door Podcast Series. Please welcome my guest from Portland, Oregon, Daniel Miller. Thank you for coming out today. Well, you're welcome, Michael Baker. You're a busy man these days. You know, there's so many things to do. I know. So tell everybody what, what's going on. What do you what do you do? What are you doing, man? Well, I'm currently executive director uh, for a small nonprofit organization. Uh, we uh, are a uh, donation-based, volunteer-driven, holistic survivorship program for cancer survivors. Okay, what does that mean? I, uh, you know, so well, we what we what our organization does is we we stage events, uh, and we escort cancer survivors and their family members and I think that's kind of a key point is because cancer spreads beyond the person who's been diagnosed and affects family members friends and especially children Uh, and so that needs to be taken into consideration and it currently isn't so we escort cancer survivors and their family members through guided meditation, energy work, uh, acupuncture and massage therapy during live sound therapy. Uh, and then we host guest experts to discuss aspects of survivorship and then sit down to a community meal uh, where we have a small presentation on why we're eating, what we're eating, and how to integrate that nutritional uh, protocol into their everyday lives. Wow, that's intense. <laughs> it's I love that. It's rewarding as heck. Okay, what? That's a lot going on. People, I don't even think people are used to, uh, um, you know, hearing about any sort of program like that. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there dealing with cancer or uh, some form or have a family member and so kind of take me through your vision and what happened i mean why 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 this this is a that sounds like a pretty intense thing to take on um you know for for someone yeah and and i have to sort of throw a little uh um prologue in there uh that my survivorship started in 2004 <clears throat> after I experienced a traumatic brain injury. And because of my restaurant, my food background, uh, I chose to start the survivorship movement with cancer because the relationship between food and cancer is so significant. But the overall goal for our organization is to support folks uh, going through any sort of survivorship. We've hosted uh, participants with MS, with traumatic brain injury and other ailments, and really the the, the care and the support we provide uh, are important for every human uh, who's going through a difficult time. Wow. So tell me about what happened to you. You said this actually came from something that happened to you. You had a brain injury? Well... This is a long story, Michael. You want me to go into it? Well, yeah, that's why okay. you're here. Okay. People need <laughs> that's to That's true. Uh, so back in 2002, I was working for M. Jim Mirage. And one night after work, I was at a nightclub, and three gangsters were assaulting a homosexual fella. Uh, I broke it up, and the gay dude ran off, and then the gangsters beat me senseless and then held my neck till I quit breathing. And I was in such bad shape when I arrived at the hospital that the doctors induced a coma that I was in for 10 days. And they had no idea whether I'd come out or what shape I'd be in when I came out. And although my uh, mother wanted to bring me back home to Portland, the doctors 
thought that I should stay uh, there in the same city that I was beaten up in and uh, experience the same routine, see the same faces because they didn't want to shock my, uh, my brain because I'd experienced brain damage. So when I came back home two years later, uh, I completely unraveled. I fell apart because I intellectually knew that Portland was home, that these were my family members, but I didn't feel like they were my family members. And I didn't feel like I was home. Let me interrupt you one second again. Did we establish where this was? Uh, this was in Biloxi, Mississippi. Say that again, just in case. Biloxi? Biloxi, Mississippi, yeah, at the Beau Rivage uh, Casino. Okay. Uh, and so when I came home, I had no idea how to care for myself. My family members didn't know how to care for me. And so I began uh, a survivorship program sort of by trial and error on my own. My father had to teach me how to cook again. My mother took me to meditation classes. Uh, I began to exercise. And then I get, began to give back. I built a recipe encyclopedia website. Ah, is that the duck spoon? That was duck spoon. That's yeah. how it all. Now it's coming back yeah. to me. See, I, I, I had to learn how to cook again, and then I felt so empowered uh, that I could cook and control my nutrition and how I felt. There's just su such a significant relationship between what you eat and how you feel. Mm. And I wanted to teach other people how to cook for themselves. And then that sort of movement sort of lit a fire in my chest. It, it provided me an inspiration to give back to the community. So, wow, I totally not forgot that, but yeah. you know how you can yeah. not remember that, that that's, that's what drew me to you when I first met you, you know, besides your magnetic personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, that story, uh, but please share more about the food aspect, about cook, you know, I mean, you know, going through a brain injury, I mean, there's a lot that's going on there. First of all, I mean, you know, the whole, that story is filled with many different stories that we're going to talk about at some point. Um, but let's specifically talk about the food aspect. What was so powerful about that for you to be able, you said, to cook for yourself or that was so enlightening um, for you that... Uh, it sounds like brought healing to you. Well, you, you, you almost have to step back away from the food to look at it through the lens of mindfulness, uh, because when you're, if you're in that moment, in the moment, and you're working with food, then you're you're smelling the food, you're feeling it, you're looking at the colors, and food's vibrant. It ought to be vibrant and fresh. Uh, and provide you not only with the nutrients that you need, but the act of cooking is uh, a meditative, uh, an important ritual. And I and I, I counsel folks to, uh, and it's tough. It's really tough. But I counsel folks to make intentional time out uh, in their week to create a ritual for themselves, a cooking ritual. Not only because it helps uh, plan uh, the meals for the week, but it's just so meditative. Hmm. And when you say meditative, most people, not most people, we're in Portland, but, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people listening to this. Um, what do you mean by that meditative? It's meditative. Well, it, it's a tool. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost a mantra because you're handling food and if you're focusing uh, on food and, and treating it correctly and with respect uh, and almost uh, approaching it from a spiritual mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, uh, and you know I'll I'll try and stay away from uh, my spiritual leanings, but really the food comes from energy, and through us it goes back to energy, and so uh, the way you bring that food into your system 
affects you. Hmm. When you say the way you bring it in, you mean if it's poison? If it's no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, eating with gratitude. Mm. Eating uh, a mindset. A mindset. Thoughtfulness about that. Well, you know, there's actually a lot of scientific things based upon that. Um, you know, and sh definitely share your your how you feel about spirit. I mean, this is what this is all about. Uh, we all have different uh, perceptions of what that means or uh, who or how, because we're all different people. So we're not gonna see the same, but the beauty about this is that we can hear someone else's to go, oh, that's interesting. Or I can relate to that, or I don't understand that at all. And interesting perspective to learn from one another and to um, you know respect one another. And so I'm very curious in, in your, uh, your, your take on that, how you see energy and, um, you know, I mean, that's a huge thing to go through, first of all, what you went through. Um, and then how did you get through that on a spiritual basis? I mean, that's tough. Well, you know, uh, we exist on, on on multiple different layers. There's there's the physical existence, uh, you and me in this studio right here. There's the energetic, the emotional layers. And I really believe uh, that what we do in this physical world is the least important of what we're accomplishing. Uh, I've grown up my entire life uh, addicted to the hero's journey. Uh, to, and what is that for those who don't know the hero's journey? Uh, well, that's Odysseus coming back home. That's that's the hero who leaves the safe home to go experience adventure, to find the golden fleece and bring it back to his village. And, and, and in that journey, there's change. There's transcendence. There's the ability uh, to come back home a hero. And that, and I'm a little bit all over the place, but that is uh, one of the important uh, components of our cancer survivorship. Mm. Because once someone's been diagnosed with cancer, they will do anything to fix themselves. That's what they call a teachable moment. Mm. Uh, and the oncologists and the Western medical institutions are, are beginning to incorporate Eastern philosophy into their uh, science. But if we can support people, if we can be there to support people when they have that teachable moment, to give them the tools to help themselves, uh, then I believe that we can change, we can change the world. Wow, that is a powerful thing. Um, to from where you're coming from, from that, I want to know uh, in your journey, because that's where this all starts. You know, we have these passions. That's you know for for doing things in the world. I think people see things and they go, you know, I had a great idea and, you know, they're making money from it or, um, you know, maybe they want to do it because they want to, you know, be seen as successful. Uh, but I know, I don't just believe that the powerful things, the things that change uh, people, planets, <laughs> you know, uh, environments are those that come from deep within, um, from the person, and I say deep within, the actual essence of the being which which to me is energy spirit um, which is your soul or you know some people higher self whatever you want to call that and you know being beaten first of all um, because you were standing up to um, people who were harming someone and to come back from that that had to cause a lot of not just physical pain but emotional tears and wounds um, and you know to come back from that is huge. And so, how did you do that? Well, uh, 
Like I mentioned, trial and error. Uh, I, I began uh, studying energy and meditating, uh, learning how to cook, exercising. And uh, I, fell, I fell deeply in love with the country fair, with the idea of imagination and dream and that the magic exists. Uh, what is the sorry? What is the country fair? The Oregon Country Fair is a, a community of hippies that started out in 1969. <laughs> of hippies? Yeah, uh, okay. down in Venita. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's a wonderful community, but it's a place to show children that we don't all have to look the same. Wear suits, you know. Uh, I'm my position. I wave the buses in and the cars in. I'm one of the first people that the kids see as they come to visit the fair. Hence, I'm always in wigs and fairy wings and skirts, <laughs> and, you know, because it doesn't matter what you wear or what you dress up. It, what matters is the soul inside. Hmm. Wow. Tell me about that. You're going down there this, uh, you to said vote, today, yeah. to vote. Yeah. And what do you, what, what happens voting at the country fair? Tell me how that works. Oh, this, is it, a com this is a community that's been going on, you said, since 1969. It's a nonprofit organization. Okay. So they have a board of directors, and, and so we, we're, we're going down to vote for the board of directors. I see. How, so how does it work? What happens at the country fair every year? I mean, I mean what are you voting for? Tell me how this organization works, well, if you know. it's a three-day festival, though... Uh, it's a multi-million dollar festival and they uh the profits that they uh receive from the festival they invest in the community and so by supporting certain board members i'm choosing uh to support in certain aspects of the community mm -hmm. wow now my question would be, have you learned from being a part of that organization actually how you could run your, you know, the organization that you started? Ah, that's funny. <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know, part part of the uh, impetus for me to start a nonprofit was I wanted to learn uh, how to run nonprofits so that in 15 years I can uh, work for the fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm airing my strategy on air. Wow, okay. <laughs> hey, once you put it out there, law of attraction, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, so tell me more about the um, about what you're doing and planning uh, here with your organization. Well, there's a lot of exciting things going on right now. We have been staging events since 2012. Uh, we've had a sound therapy concert, numerous cooking workshops, and um, other workshops. And... Right now I'm working uh, in collaboration with Pacific University on two different studies. One, uh, we're uh, verifying the effects of our therapies on our participants. I, I had uh, passed out rudimentary surveys, uh, before and after surveys, and found out on average that participants were experiencing 40% less stress, 32% less pain, and 25% less anxiety after our therapy. Hmm. And I attribute that not only to the integrated nature of uh, the modalities that we use, but also to the fact of community, uh, because it's not a doctor in a white coat hired to fix you, it's your neighbors donating their time to support you. Mm. And that makes a big difference to people. The second study uh, I'm working with Pacific University on is to evaluate the disparity in holistic care for low-income cancer survivors here in the Multnomah County. When when a person has achieved remission, the oncologist kind of shoves them out the door and say and tells them, "I'll see you next year for tests." That 
teachable moment that I talked about earlier, right. that's yeah. when we can come in and show them the massage therapy works, acupuncture works, meditation works, what you eat. We can help folks become healthier. Actually, you, what I hear is that you're helping them live their lives so that this does not, I don't want to say come back again, but basically, you know, to to live a new life. And yeah, you, ha you have to be careful claiming to prevent recurrence right. or anything like right. that. But we, we can, what we do and what we focus on is supporting the healthy cells in the body and, and, and boosting uh, the healthy mind frames. Uh, and that's, I'm working with an internationally renowned Ayurvedic specialist. Uh, yeah, tell me, this is the, uh, the woman? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. this is Dr. Savita Rajakur, yeah. who just moved into town and she's working uh, at NCNM the National College of Natural Medicine. And I'm working with her and the kitchen team that I've uh, manifested, and we're developing Ayurvedic protocols so, to help folks. Uh, and what's amazing about Ayurveda is that here in the West, you go to a doctor and say, I have a cold. In Ayurveda, you go to an Ayurvedic practitioner and you don't tell them a definition of what sickness you have. You tell them that you feel stuffy. You're congested in your nose. Your 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 throat hurts. You tell them how you feel, and then they uh, prescribe foods to help counteract uh, those bad feelings. Hmm. So we're 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 building a system to help people eat good foods that'll be healthy for them. Uh, food is medicine. Uh, that's uh, a science that's 2,000 years old. You know, it, it's it's so simple, um, yet, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, we're in America. We're... <laughs> Well, we eat American food, and and there's 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 a there's a definite cultural hurdle to overcome for sure. Yeah, but you know, with our organization, you know, in, in the twelve events we've done, we've accrued over three thousand hours of donated time from naturopathic doctors and massage therapists, acupuncturists, chefs, photographers, and when you break that down, that's about four point five hours of donated time invested in every hour of guest experience. And the community is hungry to support each other. We're just helping them structure that. So the goal eventually is to take this model and bring it to other communities so that we can all care for the folks that are ill in our neighborhoods. Now, how would this this program obviously all these things that's why you know you, we're all here is because you know we want to work together and see these things uh, take shape in our communities so tell me what this looks like in collaboration with medical doctors i mean you have in this um natural what's her name again uh, dr savita dr savita she sounds key i definitely want to talk you bring her in here I, she's amazing okay and i will bring her in. yeah she she sounds amazing i want to see more uh we want to see we all want to see doctors working with quote unquote you know uh, alternative therapies um which we believe that should be ended we it's the time to grow up from that we that is you know, food is medicine um taking care of your body without stress um having great thoughts loving your body you know exercising basic things that we don't really do here you know with our society and our culture the way that it is and just retraining us to do that is is huge um and so seeing um western medicine merge you know or integrate with these other technologies or other ways of, of being, I believe is key to help people transition 
because that's what it is. We're so we're so addicted to you know. I go to the doctor, give me the pill. Oh, wonderful! Right. I got a pill. Well, then I get this thing. Okay, here's another pill. Oh, I got this thing. Another thing, and then really, you know, now you're in a, a whole another destructive cycle where you're just doing the pills and not really healing anything. Right. Um, and so I'm curious in and how what your thought is on how uh, you would integrate, you know, doctors and and um, this type of work. Well, uh, we've been very careful since the uh, formation of the organization to use evidence-based modalities mm -hmm. because we wanted to garner uh, a relationship. We wanted to create a relationship with doctors. You know, oncologists are skeptical. They're skeptical of naturopathic doctors. They're skeptical of, of uh, this sort of, and I'm, I have quotation marks up, soft medicine. Uh, Why? What, what, I mean, and we, I mean, because they don't is, understand it. They're not educated about it. And they're, they're afraid that there's a bunch of quacks out there. And there are a bunch of people who are spreading um, untrue knowledge. And so the doctors are, they want to protect their patients. And so they're just very careful and skeptical. And they should be skeptical. We should all be skeptical about mm -hmm. um, science and, Absolutely. And, and claims but what we're doing is supporting the healthy cells and what we're trying to do is overcome that skepticism and, and show the doctors that we can truly be integrated for example uh, we have our first uh, wellness event for families living with cancer coming up in January it's uh, activities designed for kids 12 and under and so these are fun, interactive activities. Uh, so kids will learn how to breathe correctly. They'll learn some acupressure points and how to uh, brush the lymph and keep the lymph moving. We'll have storytelling and, and mindful yoga. And then the kids will go off to storytelling and music therapy. And the parents will attend a lecture by a naturopathic doctor explaining what just happened, the importance of these modalities and how to take them home. And we are uh, starting to throw events to show the Western medical institutions that we can really uh, support the psychosocial uh, aspect. Yeah. Wow, I love that. That's 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 I love that. It's it's gonna <laughs> be a lot of fun. Now, when it, January what? January twenty third. Where is this located? Uh, we do our events out of Tabor Space. Tabor Space. Tell me about Tabor Space. I've heard lots about this. Yeah, lately. Tabor Space is get amazing, and and I need to bring Lauren in here, the executive director. Yeah. So in two thousand seven, uh, Tabor Space, which is. Uh, Mount Tabor Presbyterian Church was built in 1892. In 2007, uh, Carly Friesen, the pastor, was lamenting to a couple board members that they're running out of money. No one goes to church anymore. So was this, this Tabor space is a church? Uh, it's Mount Presbyterian. Oh, okay. Uh, so Mount Presbyterian uh, <laughs> created a nonprofit organization called Tabor Space. Okay. What they, what they do is uh, the rooms in the church that had hitherto this been empty six days a week, they now lease them out to community projects. So there's banjo lessons and children's yoga and Alcoholics Anonymous, all kinds of community groups meet uh, at this place and it's become a community hub. So what Tabor Space has done now is created another nonprofit entity called Revive, which is the parent. And they are seeking to go to other historic churches in the Portland area and replicate this model to one, create uh, a revenue stream for the church to keep it alive mm -hmm. uh, and extant, 
and two to create a non-denominational community hub. Nice. Wow. That's I did not know that story. I didn't realize yeah. that. Cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk to them as well. Yeah. That's that's this is right in line with yeah. what, what we're all doing. So Daniel, you know, or obviously you're you're part of this whole process. So this is just an introduction. And so I'm I'm so thankful that you uh, you know showed up today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> On a Saturday. Like <laughs> man, this is so much. Actually, really, this is going to be a lot of fun. This journey. So I'm looking forward to this. So what people do need to know though um when when this airs in the next couple weeks um is january again tell us about this event where's it gonna be january 23rd at tabor space uh for more information you could go to uh, takingcareportland.com that's our website okay uh, and January 23rd is our, our next event. And then uh, in March, uh, I'm also coordinating the Ayurvedic Health Fair. Uh, and we'll be doing a sound therapy uh, slash uh, guided meditation the following week. So March and April will kind of be the Ayurvedic months. Ayurvedic months, okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. we're designing a bunch of uh, programs and, and some fun fun things. Nice. Now. One more thing. What's 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 the uh, you said you want to go to different places and uh, um, around the country, really, and and uh, help spread this message, not just spread it, but help duplicate what is duplicatable, if that's a word, um, in other places. Well, you know, uh, I've spent three and a half years developing this model, and <clears throat> through these surveys that I passed out uh, to the participants and through my interactions with the volunteers. I've nailed the model, you know. It's, you feel good about it. It's. I feel really good about it. I feel like we're ready to replicate it. You know, uh, we've supported over 200 cancer survivors and family members. But uh, an important, uh, the flip side of that coin is we've educated over 180 community volunteers on what survivorship is and how to help the survivors in their community because we don't know. You know, like when I came back from Mississippi, my parents didn't know how to help me. Uh, grow and help me uh, thrive I had to teach myself uh, and so I want to provide these tools not only to the cancer survivors but to their loved ones and the community members wow I love it okay well thank you I'm gonna ask you some other questions after this but uh, for now Daniel thank you and uh, we'll be seeing you soon sounds good have fun at the at the uh, the voting today <laughs> and on your date <laughs> On your day. He looks really good today. He always does, but he's wearing a little snazzy um, red uh, shirt that's mm, it's deliciousness. <laughs> I like it. You're making I, me blush. I like it, Daniel. He looks, <laughs> you look sexy. All right. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, so and then what we're going to do is this. Good job. That's, see, we talk about, do you just let the flow? I don't know what we're doing. We're just, we're, I think, I feel like where this is going, because I really don't know how we're going to do all this. I mean, I have a whole bunch of ideas, but is that the introduction to people? I mean, they need to hear yeah. the people. If they hear us just talk about whatever, and it's like, that is powerful. And right. the point is, is to get us so that they can support a group of people that, want, see, that's and where we're going we'll with this. We'll go, go into specificity and yes, follow up. and then keep doing it. Well, yep. remember the program, it's all the way we want people to, this is going to be, we start with the open door, then we do the different various events, people attend things, then people get to learn more, we showcase more, and then we get the videos, then they get to actually attend and, and be a part of it, and then they get to say, we're going to fund this. 
in whatever way that that may be because they're going to fund the centers the whatever they are and that's and we're going to continually support to get these things happening yeah. so that's the vision so what I want to ask now are some specific questions that I think I'm going to ask everybody so um, the podcast this open door this would be on showcase PDX too um, but is about consciousness um, uh, you know health and um, new economy so I want your thoughts on those, and then I want you to talk about what action center you know you chose and why. Um, so br- briefly, so tell me, these won't I won't be talking on this stuff, so it'll just be saying it. So what are your when you hear the word consciousness? What does consciousness mean to you? Whew, that's a heavy one. You know, uh, can you do a brief one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, mindfulness really uh, because we have an energetic body that is tied to our subconscious and our subconscious all, all kinds of demons and traumas buried deep that have come you know trauma generational traumas and so i think consciousness is a place and it it doesn't happen overnight but it's 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 a process uh it's a process to integrate your subconscious with your conscious mind so that you can be mindful and and be in the moment <clears throat> it I read a study on this, and I can't remember where I read it, but it's easier for humans to go down the negative path. I think perhaps uh, it helped us uh, stay away from lions and cave bears and whatnot if we're always uh, doubting safety. And so it's easier when folks got to gossip. If two people are gossiping, uh, it's easy for a third person to fall in, but it's tough for that third person to say, you know what? enough of this this is not correct behavior uh and i think that's what consciousness is is always striving to lift yourself up and 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 by doing that uh i think there's reverberations you create ripples beautiful health healing health uh health you know there you cannot divorce uh the mind from the body uh and it's tricky because you have to start with the body. You know, you our, our brains are something like 70% fat. If you eat fast food all the time uh, and, and, and poor fats, that's gonna affect the way you think, the way you feel about yourself. So you have to start with a healthy body, eating correctly and exercising. And then once that's been attained, uh, you can work on your mind. New economy. I uh, the new economy. That's fantastic. I just saw a play last night called Cuba Libre, uh, and this this the the main character, uh, the protagonist, uh, needed to get a trumpet because his trumpet uh, his trumpeteer in the band just had his stolen. So he went to the widow of a famous trumpeteer and said. I need that trumpet, and she said eighty dollars, and he didn't have eighty dollars. So he said, "What do you What do you need?" She needed dentures, so he went to a dentist, and the dentist said, "You know, I need powdered milk." So he went to the milk person. She's like, "You know, I need a carburetor," and so he went to the uh, mechanic, and the mechanic said, "I need a jacket." So he took the jacket off his back, gave it to him, captured the carburetor, and then walked it right back up the line, and then walked away with the trumpet. That's the new economy. That is what I'm talking about. That's it, That that's it. Um, well, you nailed those. Um, okay, so um, 
your project. So what if you do your project, this is 30 second pitch, what is it? But don't be salesy. This is because these are all going to be clips that we'll put up there. Um, what is your project that you, you know, this is online, this is going to be what people see. What is your project? You're not talking about my, my nonprofit organization? I am. I am uh, talking about your, okay. because uh, this is about, so this is what this is all about is so that we go, okay, well, what, what are they doing? Wait, this is this project, this is how he thinks, and this is what Action Center it would be tied to, okay. and this is how we're going to okay. all work together to create it and how okay. it, new economy, when yeah. we're helping them, see what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I'm developing a, a platform to educate uh, and, 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 and teach folks about holistic self-care modalities. Uh, right now focused on cancer, but really uh, self-care modalities that would help every human being. Uh, and to harness community power. There's so much power in the community, and we have to stop relying on Western medical institutions for our health. We need to start relying on ourselves and our community. Okay, now what action center, I'm just spiky, um, what action center would this be tied to? Which should you pick the most? We know there's other things. I mean, we'll talk about other things later, but uh, which one does this? I, I think a community center. Well, let let me tell you the ones. Okay. <laughs> so, all that damn community I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't. I'm like, he doesn't remember. Because <laughs> that's not the one. Yeah. <laughs> you would want, it would be health centers. It would be, is it health centers? Yes, because that's all about, there's health, there's food, there is um, uh, social entrepreneurship, there is... Uh, intentional communities which is actually all of them together so that's the last really we want that um there is uh well i i, I got it yeah okay health so health so what i would like to do is, is is create a health center so when folks are having a bad day they can show up and listen to sound therapy go through some guided meditation have a lovely lunch maybe even a, a tincture or, or a, a cup of tea but a place that's community supported community driven that supports people that we don't have enough support in our lives you, the the whole uh american dream about the rugged individual is a lie we need each other to thrive bam come on you're my guy collaborating together to make it happen and that what you just said about the new economy that's it so perfect daniel thank you you're welcome i love you i love you too Michael. Yeah, i know you do. thanks for this opportunity you are awesome thank you You've been listening to the Open Door podcast series. The Open Door is part of the Cocoon, the creative action centers of online open source networks. Tune in weekly, where we share ideas on consciousness, health, and creativity. Together, we are taking action where the 99% transform into 100%.